Welcome. This is the Word to Wisdom with John Strasse, a teaching ministry that will build you up in the love of God's Word. And now, here's John. Hey, this is John Strasse, and welcome to the program today. We're glad to have you. Thank you for joining us. We're going to continue on last week's episode, which was Great and Precious Promises. And we're going to do a couple of more episodes about this. We're talking here about Peter's second letter. Right in the beginning of that letter, he shares some things about God that are really just incredible. And if you haven't heard the first episode, it would be a great foundation for this episode and the next one. So it lays a good foundation for this episode and and the next But I'm going to just read this few verses right in 2 Peter 1, and then we're going to go from there, and we're going to focus on verse 3 today. But I just want to read 1 through 4, just so you know what it is that we're talking about. This is 2 Peter 1. Simon Peter, a bondservant and apostle of Jesus Christ, to those who have received a faith of the same kind as ours by the righteousness of our God and Savior, Jesus Christ. Grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord, seeing that his divine power has granted to us everything pertaining to life and godliness through the true knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and excellence. For by these he has granted to us his precious and magnificent promises so that by them you may become partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world by lust. Wow, that is, it's really just something. Every time I read it, I realize it's just so rich, it's full. And I've been in these verses for several weeks now, and they just always astonish me. And so much is being said. So As we said on the first episode last week in verse 1 and 2, that's what we went over, that the apostle Peter was simply saying that we have the same faith as he does. He said that you have the same faith as ours, and it was by the righteousness of Jesus Christ. That's what he was saying. Our faith was given to us by the righteousness of Jesus Christ. And he prayed for them and spoke over them, really, that grace and peace would be multiplied to them, to all of us, really, And that would be in the knowledge of God and of Jesus. So if you haven't heard that episode yet, please do, because there's so much more to say about that that I can't say again here. But we're going to look at verse 3, and I want to read it again. And there's a couple of translations, actually, I'd like to read, because they just bring out a different light here. And to be clear, one of the things that we see when Peter starts this off, he's saying that we've received the same kind of faith that Peter had. That's what he was saying. And it was by the righteousness of our God and Savior. So he was talking about Jesus. But in the second verse, he really talks about God and Jesus. So if you're wondering who he's talking about, he's really talking about the entire Godhead. What God the Father did in giving us Jesus and what Jesus did on the cross, it's all there. It's the co-working of God the Father and Jesus. That's what's being talked about here. And that's who Peter is talking about. Jesus and the Father are never separate from each other. The the Holy Spirit is never separate. They're always one. So um, I just wanted to add that here because in verse 3 it says, seeing that his divine power, and I was wondering, you know, well, 
what was Peter saying, his divine power. We're talking about God. We're talking about Jesus. We're talking about the entire working of the Godhead. That's what we're talking about here. So verse three says, seeing that his divine power has granted to us everything. Now that's a big statement right there. It's a statement that most people don't even believe that we've been granted everything and everything about what? Everything pertaining to life and godliness. And I'll read that again. This is very powerful. Peter is saying, seeing that his divine power has granted to us everything pertaining to life and godliness. And he went on to say, through the knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and excellence. And that is a powerful statement that God has given us, granted to us everything that we need that pertains to life and godliness. And one might not think that's true because we don't feel it all the time in our lives. And Peter is linking that to knowledge because he goes on to say, this is through the true knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and excellence or glory and virtue. We begin to understand what we have been given. When we were born again, everything we needed pertaining to life and godliness was deposited in our spirit. That's what Peter is really saying that we have it already. And the reason that many Christians don't feel this is because they don't experience it in their lives. They don't know it's there to begin with. And Peter's saying it is there to begin with, but you'll draw it out, so to speak, through the knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and virtue. And as we grow, this is why I encourage people to get in the word, because the word is is like a mirror. The word of God is a mirror as to who you already are. When you were born again, you were made a new creation. And the only way you'll understand who this new creation is, who you really are, is to get in God's word and see it as a mirror. And it will tell you something like Peter is telling you here. And you'll realize something that you didn't know. And in this case, that I have everything pertaining to life and godliness already deposited in us. He has granted it to us, and it's past tense. Seeing that his divine nature has already granted, past tense, given to us everything pertaining to life and godliness. So we're reading something about ourselves that we may not have even known. And that's why I'm bringing this verse up. Most of us are not aware that God has given us, granted to us, Everything that we need that pertains to life and godliness. That is a powerful thing. Think about that for a minute. And he's, again, clarifying that by saying, and this will be through the true knowledge of him, meaning God, meaning Jesus, who called us by his own glory and excellence. The working of God the Father through Jesus in our life is, is what it's being talked about here. You know, in the beginning of the book of Hebrews, the writer says that God spoke to the people in many ways in the past. You know, he spoke through the prophets and he spoke through scriptures and all. But he said, but in these days, he's speaking to us through his son. And he sent his son, as you know, and his life was a sermon to us. It was an example to us as to who the father was. He was a perfect representation of his father. 
So there's always a unison there and everything that God is doing for us, he has done through his son because his son, Jesus, is our savior and Lord. He's the one that went to the cross. He's the one who became a curse for us. He's the one who traded darkness for light and death for life. And in the process of becoming born again, and this is what happened, and Peter is saying it here, that his divine power has granted to us everything pertaining to life and godliness. And when that light goes on in your heart, and the understanding of this goes on in your heart, it changes your life because you realize you're so much more than you thought. God has done so much more in you than you realized. And the way you realize it is by being in his word. That's why he said, through the true knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and excellence. God sent his son to bring salvation to us. And when that salvation was completed, when Jesus said, it is finished, and the veil was torn, making access to God the Father. That's what Peter's talking about here when he says, him who called us by his own glory and excellence. He called us that way. He opened the door and called our names and said, come to me. Now you can come to me. The door is open. You have access to the Father. And in all of this, he granted to us everything pertaining to life and godliness. It's deposited in you, brothers and sisters. It's already there. You just need to learn about it and realize it. And when you do, by looking in the word of God, by the knowledge of him who has called you, when you look at that and when you see it, and that revelation light goes on in your heart, you walk out of that all the more a new creation. It was already there, but when you see it, then you walk in it. It's very, very powerful. It's a completeness, actually. There's a verse in Colossians 2, and I want you to hear this. For in him, talking about Jesus here, Paul is writing, for in him dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. And look at this in verse 10. And you are complete in him. Do you realize that? You are complete in Christ. You have been made complete. Who is the head of all principality and power? Paul is saying what Peter is saying. You've been given everything. You are full. You are complete. John wrote about it right in the, in the gospel that he wrote in the first chapter. He got to it pretty quickly in verse 16. He's talking about Jesus as well. And he says, for of his fullness have we all received. We have received his fullness. John was saying that when Christ is in you, you are complete, you are full. And again, the Christian says, but how is that possible? I'm looking at my life. I don't look complete. I don't look full. But it was put in you when you were born again. It is in your spirit. It was deposited there. It was granted to you. And the way to access it is through the knowledge of God. It's through listening to something like this. It's through reading the word of God and saying, Lord, open the scriptures up to me so I see what's being said, so I see who I am. Look at these New Testament letters that Paul wrote and Peter wrote and John. Look at them like they're a mirror that shows you what God has already done. See it that way. And this is one of those mirrors that is saying that we were granted everything pertaining to life and godliness. 
And brothers and sisters, this is really just the beginning. Verse 4 is all the more amazing. And we're going to get into that next week. And I'm very excited about that one. But this in and of itself is life-changing. There's a simplicity to all this and there's a great joy really to all this because you begin to realize when you feel defeated or you feel like you're just not getting anywhere or you're not that important to God, you are extremely important to God and he has a life planned for you that's probably far greater than you realize. I know it has been for me. He has way more planned for me than than I have realized. He's done much more inside of me than I realized. I didn't realize before that I had everything pertaining to to life and godliness already deposited in my spirit. It was our spirit that was born again when we were born again. It wasn't our bodies. Our bodies weren't born again. Even our soulish realm, the mind and the heart, wasn't born again. It was our spirit. And that's where the new creation is. Our spirit, for those who are confused about that. Paul said that we are spirit, soul, and body. We're three parts. And in our spirit is where Jesus deposited all this fullness, all of this wealth, all of this privilege, all of this prosperity, both spiritual and even natural. It's deposited there. It's given to us this fullness of life. Again, I'll read John 1 and 16. For of his fullness have we all received. Past tense. If you notice, these are all past tense. Colossians 2 and 9. In him, he's talking about Jesus, for in Jesus dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. He was saying that when Jesus was here in body, that in him dwelled the fullness of the Godhead. He was full of God. He was our example of how to have God guide and empower him to live the life he had to live so that we could do it too. But he's saying, for in him dwells the fullness of the Godhead, and you are already complete in him. That's what Paul was saying in Colossians 2 and verse 10. You are complete. And again, how many of you actually feel complete? I would imagine very few feel it, but you are. So which will you believe? What you feel or what's being said here? And that's the growth that we have to go through. We live in a natural world, so we tend to believe what we see and feel. But Jesus is saying you are born again in your spirit. So what goes on in your spirit has to do with the word of God. He said, the words I speak to you, they are spirit. They are life. They are truth. That's John 6 and 63. Take a look at that. The words I speak unto you, they are spirit. They are life. They are truth. And that's the truth that sets us free. This sets us free when we realize Wow, I have been given everything. It's been deposited in me. I contain it in my being, everything pertaining to life and godliness. And that would be something to ponder in and of itself. You were given everything pertaining to life, not death, in godliness, which is everything that our Father and Jesus and the Holy Spirit is, godly. And Paul was saying in this verse in Colossians 2 that we are complete in him. John was saying in in the first chapter of his gospel, for of his fullness have we all received. And he went on to say, and grace upon grace. That to me indicates a growth, grace to more grace to more grace. That's what Peter is saying here in this verse, that we have everything pertaining to life and godliness. And it's through the knowledge of him 
who called us by his own glory and excellence. We obtain the knowledge of God in his word. And when we do, we begin to realize things just like this, that we have everything pertaining to life and godliness already in us. This is really something. When I first saw this, it just blew my mind. This was off the charts for me. And the word everything means everything. Everything you need is already in there. We often pray, Lord, give me this, give me this, give me this. You already have it. Everything you need pertaining to life and godliness is deposited in you. You need to find it in the Word. You need to realize it through getting into the Word. This is the way the Lord made it for us. We seek God and we seek Him through His Word. We seek Him through prayer. And in doing so, these verses, these words, this message that he's giving to us becomes clear. And you're praying or you're reading or you're quiet before God. And when something like this becomes real to you, it alters your life. It changes your life. And you've stepped into a new level of grace, if you want to see it that way. You have grace upon grace. In fact, the beginning of this verse that Peter is writing here, verse Two says, grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. This is the grace that he's speaking of. The grace that gave us this entire life. And I said in, in the last episode that grace is really everything Jesus did. So when we talk about this verse that even John says in his gospel, again, in, in chapter one, I know I'm jumping around, but he's saying, for of his fullness we have all received past tense, already done. And then he says, and grace upon grace. It's what Peter is saying too. This grace be multiplied to you through the knowledge of God. So the thing that's in common with all of these verses and everything I'm saying is that number one, we already have it. It's already been put in us when we were born again. We were given everything pertaining to life and godliness. That's what's being said here. It was granted to us. And he clarifies it by saying, it will be through the knowledge of him. So yes, it's already in you. You need to find out that you have all this wealth in you. And what is that wealth that is in you? Well, this is one part of it, that you have everything pertaining to life and godliness. This is why the word is so exciting, because if you read through Ephesians, for instance, you will discover that you've been given so much and that you are seated with Jesus in the heavenlies. This is a big deal. This changes your life. This shows you the victory in which you stand. It shows you the grace in which you stand. Let me read 2 Peter 1 in another translation. It's a simpler way. It's the New Living Translation. It says, By his divine power, God has given us everything we need for living a godly life. We have received all of this by coming to know him the one who called us to himself by means of his marvelous glory and excellence. Now that's simpler, but it's saying that God, again, has already given us everything we need to live a godly life. So this is to say that we are very full in our born-again experience. We have been given tremendous riches. And sad to say that many Christians just aren't aware of it. And even saying that, even some Christians been through it myself. We're aware of it, but we still let our feelings get the best of us. But we have to start believing what the scripture is telling us about ourselves. 
Peter is showing us in here that we have faith like he had. He was declaring that there would be grace and peace multiplied to us through the knowledge. It's always that way. Through the knowledge of him. Through the knowledge of God and Jesus our Lord. That's what he was saying. That that grace would be multiplied that way and peace would be multiplied that way. And here saying that he's given us everything that pertains to life and godliness. It's a very powerful, powerful statement. And it's through the true knowledge. You know, notice that Peter said that this is the true knowledge. And you're only going to get that by revelation of spending time with God, getting in his word, listening to things like this that break this down and make it clear to you so you can go back and dig deeper. Today, you've been given the understanding that you have everything pertaining to life and godliness already deposited in you. All you need to do is see it. And that knowledge will come to revelation in your life and you will know that you're not just some empty vessel just muddling through life. A quote-unquote sinner just saved by grace. You know, when people say that, they're still identifying as a sinner. When in fact, Jesus said, I have forgotten your sins. God said he separated you from that. And he also said, when you were born again, you were made a new creation. If you're a new creation, you're not the old creation. You got to choose. You have to understand the difference. The old sinful nature died. So you are not that anymore. Even if your life isn't perfect, even if you have areas where you have stumbled or made mistakes, that's not the issue. The old nature is dead. And you are a new creation. And as a new creation, you have everything pertaining to life and godliness deposited in you. And the idea here is to get to know that better. Stop calling yourself a sinner. You may have sinned or done something you shouldn't have done. But by the very nature of being born again, well, why were you born again if you remained the old way? You have not. Paul talks about this in great detail in Romans. You're a new creation. If anybody has come to Jesus, he is a new creation. You may not feel like it every day, but it goes right back to what we're saying here. You got to find out who you are. And as a new creation, you have everything, not part, not a little bit, but everything pertaining to life and godliness already deposited in you because Jesus is in you. And that's what's being said here. And the more you see it, the more it's going to mean to you. There's a beautiful song that I heard many, many years ago where the singer was saying that, and the more I see, he was talking about God, and the more I see, the more he means to me. It's a very deep statement that he was saying. And that's what Peter is saying. The more we have this knowledge, and not just head knowledge, but experiential knowledge, we see it. We understand. You know, this podcast is called The Word to Wisdom. And in Proverbs, it's stated that wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. And in all you're getting, get understanding. That's what Peter is saying through the knowledge of him who called us to his glory and virtue. It's that we begin to hear this wisdom of God. We begin to hear his word. And it takes on understanding as we seek it out. Ask and you'll receive. Seek and you'll find. Knock and the door will be opened. That's what he's saying. Come to me, do that. Ask me what's in my word. Well, today, what you're hearing is that this is in his word. That you now know 
This is powerful. Satan didn't want you to know this today. I, I'm telling you right now, it's the last thing on earth he wants you to know is that everything pertaining to life and godliness is already in you. This is extremely powerful. This is very liberating. And it's just the beginning. We have more in the next verse. It's just stunning. It's amazing. So I'm going to leave this here today. I've repeated myself a lot and I did that today for a reason because this one thing is so extremely powerful, so necessary for all of us to understand that we have this life in us. We have everything pertaining to life and godliness already in us. Pray about that and just let it absorb in your heart and let the light go on and, and just say it to yourself. I have everything pertaining to life and godliness already in me. Speak it, say it, read it. Let this verse be a mainstay in your life right now. Let these first four verses just be a mainstay. Look at these, spend time with it. It's really powerful. It will change your life and it will be a powerful change for you. It'll be a great blessing. So again, I'm going to leave it there. I am excited about the next episode. Please don't miss it. This way you'll have three episodes that really just get into this whole thing. It's so good, it's so rich. So thank you for joining us today and listening to all these things. God bless you, and we will see you on the next episode.